What's happening, everyone? I'm going to try something a little different today. I'm going to read an excerpt from my book, Police Leadership Redefined the EQ Advantage. This is a chapter called An Unspoken Battle. It's page 85 if you have a copy of the book. If you don't have a copy of the book, go buy it. It's on Amazon. It's $9.99. Or you can get the ebook for $0.99. Cents. So I'm going to read this little excerpt of the chapter, go through the full story, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Sergeant Mark Roberts sat at his desk, the dim light casting shadows on the worn-out papers scattered in front of him. His mind, however, was far from focused on his role as a leader. The furrowed lines on his forehead deepened as he mulled over the daunting prospect of paying for his son's college education. Damn tuition fees, he muttered under his breath, his eyes fixed on the financial documents spread out before him. The numbers seemed to dance, mocking him with their relentless demands. His son's dreams were on the line, and he felt the weight of that responsibility pressing down on him. A quick glance at the clock jolted him back to the present. He sighed, realizing he was running out of time. Picking up the phone, he dialed his ex-wife's number. The conversation was brief, but the tension in his voice betrayed the internal struggle he was facing. I'll be there as soon as I can, he assured ending the call with a heavy exhale. He knew he wasn't going to be late. Picking up his son again, the guilt gnawed at him, but the pressing matters at hand seemed to overshadow everything. The dimly lit conference room sizzled with anticipation as the detectives took their seats. Mark stood at the front, his slumped posture and stained tie, narrating a tale more profound than any words could convey. A cloud of tension hung in the air, and the source was Detective Sidney Jacobs a seasoned investigator with a wealth of experience. Mark, engrossed with his own thoughts, barely acknowledged the undercurrents in the room. The heaviness of his own concerns had blinded him from the subtle cues of discontent playing out amongst his detectives. As you all know, City Council President Leanne Bowers wants answers for the shooting last weekend. Jacobs, what's the deal with this? We can't take lightly having the City Council President's son as a person of interest in a shooting investigation, Mark declared his mind preoccupied with his own troubles. Detective Jacobs, growing increasingly frustrated, exchanged glances with her colleagues. She raised her hand, hoping to address the deeper issues at play. Sarge, we've been grappling with this case all week. We need a strategic plan. We're running in circles over here, Detective Jacobs suggested, trying to steer the conversation toward a more comprehensive solution. Mark, however, was too wrapped up in his own concerns to appreciate the subtleties of Detective Jacob's plea. Dismissing it with a wave, he snapped. We don't have time for grand plans, Jacobs. I look like a fool every time I have to brief the lieutenant on this. It doesn't help that I have Captain Cipriani and Captain Patterson in my ear, too. The seasoned detective sighed, glancing at her fellow investigators who mirrored her frustration. Detective George Ramirez, a younger member of the team, spoke up tentatively. Sarge, maybe we could brainstorm together. We could use the help. Mark, his patience worn thin, retorted, We don't need group therapy, Ramirez. We need results, and we need them now. The meeting continued, with Mark oblivious to the growing rift in the room. As the officers filed out, Detective Jacobs caught up with the younger Detective Ramirez. Thanks, man. I appreciate your attempt to get through to him in there, but sometimes the higher-ups just won't listen. Detective Jacobs said a hint of resignation in her voice. 
Back at his desk, Mark buried his, himself in paperwork, oblivious to the uneasy atmosphere he had left behind. Detective Jacobs, frustrated and feeling unheard, shared a knowing look with Detective Ramirez, a silent acknowledgement of the challenges they faced under a leader too consumed by his own struggle to see the fractures forming within the team. Mark pulled up in front of his ex-wife's house, the engine idling as he waited for his son to emerge. The door opened and a tired-looking teenager slumped into the passenger seat. Hey, Dad, the boy mumbled, avoiding eye contact. Hey, champ, Mark replied, absentmindedly, his mind still tethering to the lingering issues at work. He glanced at his son, taking note of the fatigue etched across his face. Long day? His son merely nodded, gazing out the window. The car started moving and a heavy silence settled between them. Mark's thoughts remained anchored to the workload awaiting him at the office the next day. How's everything at your mom's place? Fine, came the curt response. The streetlights flickered as they drove through the quiet neighborhood. Mark stole glances at his son, grappling with the right words to bridge the growing gap. But his mind kept drifting back to work. You know, if there's anything on your mind, you can always talk to me, Mark offered. His eyes focused on the road. His son rolled his eyes, frustration evident in his voice. Yeah, Dad, if you would actually listen. Mark's attention snapped back, realizing the disconnect. Sorry, what was that? Never mind, the boy muttered, crossing his arms and turning away. The rest of the drive home unfolded in strained silence, the force of unspoken thoughts hanging in the air. All right, so again, that's a short little excerpt there. Page 85 in the book, An Unspoken Battle. And what are we looking at here? Well, we're looking at Sergeant Mark Roberts, and, and this section of the book is all about social awareness. One of the four pillars to emotional intelligence, like we covered on last week's episode. But, you know, this concept of emotional intelligence, specifically social awareness, as we saw here with Sergeant Mark Roberts, if you're so caught up in your personal life, Okay, and listen, we're not saying that it's wrong to have things be going on at home and maybe you bring a little bit of that to work. That's normal. We get that. However, you can see with Sergeant Mark Roberts, a lot of the purpose behind this story that I crafted was to show he's not paying attention to anything at work, right? He's really concerned about this um, this case he has going on at work, which he should be, but now it's, it's carrying over into his home life. He's not paying attention to his own detectives. And even when he's with his own son, he's not even paying attention to his own son. So really, he's just put himself out on a complete island here. And why is that? Well, if we got to know Sergeant Mark Roberts and we really probably dissected his life, I bet we would find that he probably lacks self-awareness probably lacks some self-management skills. He obviously is not very socially aware. And because of that, because of those three things, his relationships are suffering. You know, he's so caught up with what he's doing at work, but he doesn't even have good relationships with his detectives. And because he's so caught up at work, he doesn't even have a relationship with his wife, they're divorced, and his son. So what are some things that you can do, right? We're talking about here, Sergeant Mark Roberts. How can you prevent yourself from becoming like that? Well, you got you to start from the beginning. It all starts with self-awareness. You're going to have to actually sit down and think 
about where are you going awry, right? How's your physical fitness? Are you working out? How's your nutrition and hydration? How's your sleep going? You'd be surprised. You start getting those little things in line. And listen, if you, if you want to sit here and say that you don't have time to do these things, man, I really beg to differ. If you really write out your schedule, you got time for 20, 30 minutes of physical fitness. And you'd be amazed at the difference that it has. And then start looking at these self-management principles. Take a second before you start reacting to the things people are saying. You don't need to be the one who's always chiming in to every conversation. Just kind of sit back. Just listen to people. And with this social awareness thing, really listen and look at what other people are doing. And take the time to get to know them. I'm actually thinking about, to be honest, I'm actually thinking about writing out a daily to-do checklist for leaders. And some of those things are going to be something as simple as every single day, you have to send one positive email to somebody below your rank, right? What that will require is you come into work that day. It doesn't matter what your rank is. You're in some supervisory role. You look at the activities from the day before. You find somebody who did something good. You shoot them a quick email, maybe a one, two line email. You know, somebody sends it to me. Hey, Gene, saw you had a great lockup the other day. You had a great interview, whatever the case may be. Great job. Keep up the good work. And then on top of that, you got to make face-to-face contact with at least one person. Again, under your rank, I'm, I'm using air quotes now, I'm not doing this on video, but you got to make face-to-face contact with somebody and talk to them about something outside of work. Get to know them a little bit. That's part of this social awareness structure. Put yourself out there. I get it, you're busy, you have things to do. Especially the email thing, that can take two, three minutes and totally change somebody's day. It really could. I remember getting emails from people. The reason I'm bringing this up, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I specifically remember getting emails from certain supervisors who I didn't even work for, just complimenting something I did, and that really changed my perspective on them forever. So I hope you enjoyed that little excerpt. That's something new I'm trying. Again, if you haven't gotten a copy of the book, Police Leadership Redefine the EQ Advantage, get a copy. It's not that expensive. It's a quick, easy read, getting a lot of good feedback on it. And that's where we're going to end today's show. So thank you for tuning in. And I hope I have empowered you with some information today that you can, you know, elevate what you're doing already and kind of pass along to somebody else. Thank you.